Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 488, and today we are going to be doing another hot seat. We're going to be talking about no organic sales after the launch, and the question was, what am I doing wrong? Well, Chris and I are going to dive into this hot seat today. We're going to go through all of the details from one of our listeners, one of you guys out there that submitted this, and uh, we're just going to deep dive into it. We've already done a little bit of research around the product and the market um, because, uh, well, he went ahead and sent everything in for us, but that's what we're going to be doing here on today's episode, and uh, I'm really excited to dive into this, Chris, because I think there's a lot of different things that we can uh, we can talk about and that we can maybe steer them in the right direction or at least get them on the right track. So, uh I guess I should probably welcome you. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing great, man. The sun is shining. It's officially springtime here in Texas. Oh wow! And it was like it was like eighty yesterday. It was absolutely glorious. So we're we're out of that winter muck and into the springtime gorgeousness that happens down wow. here in Texas. Listen, I know you're listen to you're those words. Up. Listen to those those words are describing your uh, your 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 life right now or your have, your weather. I have a little bit of a poetic <laughs> love relationship with weather. Apparently, I uh, guess so. No. But, you know, it's one of those glorious. I I don't realize how much I miss, like taking a walk with even just the dog in the sunshine until it comes back. Right. Like over the winter, I still walk the dog. You know, you're outside, whatever. But I just come back into my house in so much of a better mood when it's nice and sunny outside. Yeah, Sun does make you in a better mood. I will. I realized it. I realized that last week. And it was funny because, you know, our friends Joel and Angel were making fun of me because they were like, why are you in such a good mood? And I was like, I don't know. Like nothing has changed except for the fact that I went for a walk in the sunshine today. So they were just laughing at me because it sounds ridiculous. But if you guys have the chance today, make sure you do that if it's sunny. If, if it, not, do yeah. it the next time and, and see if it makes a difference for you. That, that little bit of vitamin D gets me fired up. Yeah. All right, so we, we're <laughs> going to try to keep this to a half an hour, so I don't want to chat too much about the weather. Um, but I'm, I'm fired up and ready to go, Scott, if you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. And uh, again, uh, what I want to do here is just let people know that what we're doing is really breaking down a situation or, or, you know, a problem that, uh, someone is having right now currently after launching. Um, and they're a little frustrated, kind of pulling their hair out a little bit saying like, what am I doing wrong? And, uh, I love doing this, Chris, because it gives us, it gives us a chance to dig in and see if there are things that can be improved. Because again, we've said this time and time again, if you are not putting something in motion, right? If you're not doing something, you can't make adjustments, right? So number one, I want to tip my hat here to Ben who submitted this, uh, this question or these questions and, uh, and allowing us to deep dive because you have done something, which is great because now we can actually ask ourselves questions through this process. And that's what we're going to be doing. So Chris, you want to kick it off? What are we going to be really diving into? What are some of the things that we want to start with here? So we got an email from Ben, our French Canadian friend, and I have a feeling we're going to make some Canadian jokes as we work our way through this. Uh, and he said, basically, Scott, he has a problem. He launched his listing about a month ago as of the time of this recording. And his problem is he's got no sales, like no beeping sales, right? <laughs> zero. That's basically what it said. Too. Zero beep sales, right? <laughs> and he wants to know, am I being impatient or do you think I did something wrong? I can keep giving away my products and getting reviews and sales velocity, but I don't want to keep hitting my head against the wall for nothing either. Uh, he also wanted us to know that he's been listening to us since day one while he was in college. And each time he that 
that he hears you say take action. He felt bad for not taking any, and you should too if you're listening and you're not taking action. He said, I'm slow but methodic and resolute to make this work. He also filled us in on some details. You know, he did some Scott stuff during the launch that he said is probably kind of gray hat. I would say it's straight up black hat, right? And we'll, we'll kind of dive into this a little bit. But essentially what's happening is he's getting around 15 sessions a day with a 21% conversion rate. But that doesn't really mean anything because he said 90% of his sales are still giveaways. Mm. So he wants us to dive in and, and take a look at the listing. Yeah, well, and let me just kind of clarify that part of it. You know, like even he said, like maybe, you know, in the past doing these sort of things, you know, to get reviews, to get sales weren't gray hat. They weren't black hat. They were just everyone was doing it. So was it really still OK by Amazon? Probably not. If you ran that by their their team, uh, they're probably going to say, no, we don't want you doing that. Just like Google. Right. Like they are they weren't ever OK with you taking backlinks and creating these, uh, you know, these these networks of your own sites to point links to your stuff so you can rank and all of that stuff. It's never been OK. It's just they're enforcing the rules now. The one thing I want to say is, you know, whenever you're going into a market, okay, and you're looking at the sales that you will need to generate in order to rank, if you're thinking to yourself, I don't know if I will be able to get sales and get ranking by having to, number one, resort to these types of tactics. And the tactics we're talking about are, you know, things like, you know, maybe review groups that are there to allow you to go in there and say, Hey, give me a review and I'll pay you, uh, you know, like I'll, I'll send you some PayPal money. So this way here, uh, you know, you can give me the review and it'll look like you paid full price. Cause now that's a big thing, right? We just, we just did a whole podcast on that, Chris, or even a YouTube where now the new way to get around that is we're going to give rebates. You buy it and we'll give you a rebate. It's the same darn thing. Right? right. So we don't want to do that stuff. Now, I'm not picking on Ben. I'm not picking on anyone that's maybe doing this or maybe you've just been misled. If you've been listening to the podcast for the last even 12 months, there's nothing in there that would have been playing around with any type of gray hat. It's pretty straightforward. But there are some things that I think we need to address here, Chris, because I think he might be focusing on the wrong things. That's what I personally think. So let's uh, let's start. Let's start with like. Okay, right now he's not getting many sales, but he's doing, you know, uh, giveaways um, in various ways, and he's getting about five sales a day—not organic, but five sales a day. Okay, so where do you want to start with that? Like, where should we, I guess, start? So if he's getting five sales a day, eighty to ninety percent of those are organic or are reviews, you know, driven sales by him. That means about one a day ish. Mm -hmm. Is coming from Amazon. And I know we talked about this in a previous hot seat, Scott. And actually, somebody inside of Product Discovery Bootcamp was making fun of us this weekend. Uh, I don't know if you saw that because we were doing the, the entrepreneur math, right? How many sessions a day do we need to get? But that's always the first place that I like to start, right? Mm -hmm. When we're diagnosing one of these problems, we need to know if it's a traffic problem or a conversion problem. And those are the two big kind of categories that I would lump these in. I don't think there's a third one. Uh, but the, the traffic and the conversions would really be where we want to diagnose that. Mm -hmm. And if we're saying we're converting at 21%, right, that's pretty good. But again, a huge portion of that is coming from reviews. So we can't even really look at the conversion rate. But just looking at this, he says he's getting about 15 sessions a day. That's not enough, mm -hmm. right? No. If we want to sell 10 units a day and we're converting at 10%, right, which is what 
you and I have said in the past is like kind of what we shoot for is a ballpark average good. I'm doing air quotes and no one can see them. Right. Good conversion rate, right? On Amazon, you can do much better than that. But that's where I would start to say that you're converting well. You would need at least 100 sessions a day mm. between PPC and organic. So right right off the bat, we know that there's a traffic issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me let me say something here though. Okay, go for it. Looking at this market now that we know the market. Okay, we're not going to reveal the market. Okay, but we you know we know it. Okay, and we know the product. Okay, by me looking at the garlic press version of this product. Now this product you could niche down possibly into sub markets, which again, we talk a lot about inside of our new product discovery bootcamp. It's like how to find the main market and then how to create those sub markets inside of, you know, that bigger market. And I think you totally could probably do that or even just set up the product differently. Uh, okay. So my thing is this, when you were going into this market and you're looking at the sales demand you got to know that five sales a day is not going to be enough. Just right. isn't going to be enough. Not even close. If I look at the generic garlic press version, I'm looking at a thousand plus sales per month for like four or five listings. That means that in order for you to even get on that first page, you need to sell that many per month or more. All right. Now the next thing would be, well, okay, but wait a minute, Scott, there's more than just four listings that show up on page one. What if I get, you know, number six? Well, that's okay. But now we have to convert someone from scrolling and and looking at the top five or four and clicking on yours. Well, the next thing that came to my attention was the images. The images did not do the product justice. And I know uh, he had said, I think I did really good with my images. I personally don't. And I'm, I'm sorry to be harsh, but the pictures do not support the market. Okay. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute here. Don't you just shoot the product? Yes, kind of. But if you have packaging that goes along with that product and that stuff does not, it doesn't mesh well with that product, or it's, you know, maybe you're selling something that, uh, that is more of a, of a, uh, let's say a sports and outdoorsy, right? You wouldn't want a baby powder, you know, blue, right? Maybe because that's not going to be hard. And you know, like, you know, you're going to be like going out there aggressively, right? Like, so there's different marketing that goes into just the branding of it. So to me, that was like the first thing, like I'm looking at it, like thinking I'm scrolling through, I see the other ones, they look the part. And then I see yours. I don't care if you're even in position number three, I'm not probably clicking on it. Just, I'm just not. Um, so Chris, what do you, what do you think about that? So as, as you were talking there, Scott, I'm pulling it up on my phone because I'm curious if it's just the resolution of my monitor, Mm. uh, or if it's no, I mean, I can see it a little bit better on my phone, but on desktop, at least for me, the images are super blown out. Um, Mm. the, the contrast ratio on my phone is a little bit better than it is on my monitor. I have an old monitor. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you're seeing kind of that same thing, but I, I can't even tell no, it's, it's washed out. It's washed out yeah, for sure. on my phone. It's great, mm-hmm. but, and that's, that's fine. That's okay. The images look, I would say probably a hundred times better on my phone, mm-hmm. but I still can't tell what it is. Mm. Um, and so that to me is a big deal. The photos here, it, just the, just getting quote unquote professional photos is not necessarily enough. We True. need to look at, the competitors and see what the top sellers are doing 
and model that. Don't mm. copy that, model that, right? Mm. And if we look at the top sellers, they're doing this very differently in terms of what they're showcasing uh, in that primary listing photo. So that that's going to help us, Scott. And I think something that, that's important here is if we don't have organic traffic, right, and we need to get to 100 sessions, the only real way to do that is to offset that with paid traffic up front, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And if we're not doing something that's going to let people know what the product is in our image, then they're not going to click through. So we're going to show it to a lot of people, but we're still not going to get those sessions. 100%. And then once they get there, if they're confused as to what it is, they're still not going to buy it, right? So then we're just kind of paying for traffic to not convert. Exactly. So the very first job that we have is to make our listing as clickable as possible, right? We need to write a correct title and we need to have eye-catching images. Chances are the people that are advertising, if they're selling very well, kind of know what they're doing, right? We can always test against this later. But up front, for me, what I would like to see everyone do, and I think you agree with me on this, and if not, feel free to yell at me, is model what's working and then test against it, mm. right? And if, if we look at what Ben has done here, he has something that potentially could work very well in a different market. But I don't see any of the other top sellers doing what he did in terms of that primary photo. Uh, they're really showcasing the product hmm. and, and letting people see what the product is. And in that main photo, I can't tell what the product is. No. My other, my other thing is this, and this is a great tip for anyone. If you're going into a market that you are not familiar with, you can't fake it. Okay. <laughs> you can't. Okay. And this is a, a perfect example of this right? It's like, if I don't know about a certain market or even if it's gender specific, right? I'm not a woman. So maybe I can't, you know, relate to a woman as far as like what I would think of when I would see this thing. Right. Or same thing. If, if I'm a, if, oh, well, I am a man, but <laughs> if, if I'm not into a certain thing, there's, there's certain looks or, you know, like if you're into Harley Davidson, right. And you're a biker, well, there's certain looks that go well with that, but maybe a woman that is not into motorcycles, but is into, I don't know, uh, I don't know what, what would be something that would be like the total opposite. Um, I don't know, Chris, I'm thinking on the oh, fly here. You get the you opposite of what, of a Harley person? Well, yeah. Of like someone that's a biker, you know, cause there's biker women and biker men, but like the opposite. I would just of that. go with something like nerd culture, right? If you, if you're. Okay. And, and not to call people, I mean, I'm a giant nerd and everybody knows that that's met me. Um, okay. But. No, that makes sense. You know, or, you know what I mean? Like it could be someone like, like you said, that is total opposite of that. Well, that person can't really, and shouldn't be really trying to sell a product to that market unless they can get alongside someone that's in that market. Again, we talk a lot about that in our product discovery bootcamp because we want to align ourselves with people that can help us you know, kind of like talk to that market in a way like in we're, we're even talking like images here is talking to the market in a sense, right? It's visual connection, right? But I mean, if I'm scrolling through right now, Chris, and I did, I did like one of the main keywords for this. It's, it's all, a lot of them are exactly what I would think for this type of product. And then I would, if I see, and I haven't seen his yet, I'm still trying to look through the, the different rankings for these top keywords. But even if I did, I wouldn't click on that. It wouldn't, I know my wife wouldn't, I could ask her and she would be like, no, mm -mm. it doesn't, doesn't go along with, with that type of market. So 
the other thing I wanted to address here, and I know we're going a little bit in, you know, off topic here a little bit, but the other thing that I wanted to just kind of bring out here is it almost seems like, and I'm glad, I'm glad that Ben actually went out there and did something. Okay. That's a positive thing. And I don't think that this is like, you, you can't make this work. I think that you totally could, but are you just trying to find a product or are you trying to create a brand? Because he did talk about, I built a Facebook page. I built uh, an email list, a pretty good size email list. My question would be, well, look, why aren't you using those things then? Um, so I guess my first question to, to Ben or anyone in this situation would be, are you just trying to find a product or are you trying to find a product that will serve a market and then build a brand inside that market? That's that, that would be my, my questions to ask. Cause it doesn't look like that is the case here. Yeah. And I think, I think that's important, Scott. And the two things that we're really noticing off the top here are things that, you know, is it. So here's a question. Is his product, like his packaging, would you consider that to be good packaging in general uh, outside of this? And for me, I think it's cool packaging. But right? not but not for this market. But not for this market. No. Right? No. This is the exact. And, uh, and again, we need to model what's working and then test other stuff. Mm -hmm. Right? That's the whole reason that we look at demand on Amazon, Scott. You yeah. and I have a thousand product ideas that we could throw up and see if they work. But that's not what we like to do because it involves a lot more time, a lot more money, and a heck of a lot more heartache, mm -hmm. right? If we know that a product is going to sell us 10 units a day because we validated demand, then we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. But part of knowing that it's going to do that is modeling what works and then trying to improve it, mm -hmm. right? That's one of the reasons we talk about going to the reviews and seeing what people are complaining about to improve that product. Mm -hmm. And... In this case, it looks like we're reinventing the wheel in terms of the packaging, um, at, at least compared to what's already working in the market. And that's not generally what I would do up front. No. If we want to test it at some point and we want to add a variation that is, uh, you know, a, a cheaper variation or just a different variation, then I think that's fine mm -hmm. to see if it sells that way. Right. But up front, we need to model what's working. So now, right, right, right now it. though, no, but I mean like right now, my biggest thing here is that I would be suggesting is I would need, you would need to change that picture. Yes. Okay. Number one, before you, before you dial up pay-per-click, before you run any Facebook ads to, uh, anything, right? Like do not do that until you fix that picture. Like I would say if you're, if you're going to throw paper, like I think he even said he was throwing pay-per-click at it and I don't know, has he had any conversions with pay-per-click? Uh, well, he, if he's getting 15 sessions a day, I doubt it. Okay. Um, and, and I'm, and the, I'm looking through the emails right now to see. Yeah. And has. you know, you're not getting any organic sales. And if you are running pay-per-click and you're not, there's a problem. You already have over 50 reviews. So you know what? Don't the reviews are not going to sell this product. You have plenty, you have, pl you, you had plenty at 10 because I seen a couple here that are selling 500 a month and they only have 20, right? So clearly they can sell without having a lot of reviews. Okay. The very first thing is your main image. You got to remember people are shopping. They're scrolling through Chris last night. I'm, I'm going to throw this out here. Uh, I was going to share this uh, and I probably will. I'll share a little bit more in depth. You're going to love this too, because, um, your, uh, your, uh, girlfriend actually is, you know, kind of in this space in a sense, it's a musical instrument. 
and I was looking for a box drum. And I've never played a box drum. I used to play drums in school. And, uh, you know, I used to play before I played guitar and all that stuff. And it was funny. I was talking to my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's married. And her, her husband wanted one just to, again, kind of play around with. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to buy one. I just, I just to have it and just to kind of fiddle around with it. would be kind of fun. Plus, and they're cool. It's cool as heck, right? And it's so, an extra seat. And it's an extra seat, right? And it's conversation piece, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So last night, literally last night, I'm sitting here and I'm scrolling through Amazon. And I'm again, I'm saying, this is on my touch list, by the way. So I started going through all this stuff. I was really shopping for two different things. And I was going off of the image on every single one. And what I was doing was I was saying like, I like the finish of the wood. I want the wood to look a certain way. Yes, I want it to sound good, but I want the wood to look a certain way. And I found like this blondish wood one that had like really good grain to it and stuff. Probably sounds the same as some of the other ones, but that's what I was going off of. Um, the other thing I was going off of is, can it be shipped by FBA or did I have to wait? You know, that was the other one. But so I was, I was going through looking at images. I was scrolling through images. That's all I was doing. The image that grabbed my attention, I clicked and I went in. Then I don't even think I looked at the, re at the, at the review, review count on that much or at that point, all I was looking at then was size. I was looking at, cause I wanted one that was at least 18 inches tall. I wanted one that was at least 12 inches wide. There was some things that I was starting to learn. I had no idea about this market before like two days ago either, by the way, Chris. Um, so I was looking at that stuff, but my point is this, I was shopping by images. That's all I was shopping by at that point. Now, once I click in, I might start looking at reviews. If it said a three star, yes, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, why is this a three star? Right. But if it had, you know, four stars, four and a half stars, I didn't even look, to be honest with you. I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. So and I ended up buying one, by the way. So, um, I bought one last nice. night. So yeah, so I'm going to be fiddling around with that. So that'll be fun. But back on track here, images are important. They are so, so important. All right, let's, um, let's move on. So we, we clearly have kind of identified that the images need to be improved. Number one, number two, no matter if you get traffic uh, or not, if you don't fix that, it will be hard to judge because you won't get the sessions inside of your listing to see actually what you could convert at, right? So what would be the next thing? Let's say that the image is, is fixed. You've got a couple of new versions of that picture. Um, you've taken our advice. You've done that. What next, Chris? Well, first we got to dial up PPC, right? And I think in here he said he's spending, I think it was $5 a day, $10 a day, something. Uh, let me see if I can find it here again really fast. But, you know, we need to dial that up and we need to see if that traffic goes up. The Amazon traffic is the first thing we need to scale. Then we can look at conversion rate. Mm -hmm. Then we can look at those other things. Um, and then once we start getting sales on Amazon, we can start to keep track of that organic rank and we can evaluate, Scott, whether or not we're getting sales organically or if they're all just coming from PPC. Mm. But the very first button we need to push is that pay-per-click button. Right. We need to dial that up. Absolutely. For me, without a doubt. Um, is that kind of the next step that you would take? Let's say we squared away that image. Yep. Um, you know, there's a couple other things on the listing I would probably clean up. But just in general, the, the very next thing that I would do is turn on PPC. Um, and then I would take a look, you know, once once we start to see that there, we're actually getting traffic to that listing, then we can take a look at the listing if we're not converting. Yeah. Um, but I would I would fix that main image right off the bat. Um, the other thing I might do on this listing, Scott, is play with the title a little bit. Um, again, 
you know, model what's working. Don't just do what you think is going to work. We have a lot of keywords in here that people aren't using. Mm. Um, the, the top sellers just aren't using them. And there's potentially a reason for that. And if we look at what Ben did in terms of uh, his giveaways and, and where he has been positioning the product, and we even look at the title, the main keyword in the title is not where the majority of the sales are. Mm. It's actually a different area of the market. So mm. we're saying long-handled stainless steel or long-handled garlic press stainless steel. Well, it's actually stainless steel garlic press. No mm. one cares necessarily about the long handle. They care about the fact that it's stainless steel. Mm. And when we look at this, there is that. The other thing we have in this title is a claim. And if you look at the first two words of that title, Scott, we can see that there is a claim in that title. Amazon doesn't want us to have anything in the title that is, you know, number one best or mm -hmm. anything like that is not supposed to be in the title. The other thing that really stuck out to me here, Scott, is the claim on the packaging that we can see and the claim in the title are two different things. Mm -hmm. uh, that for me is potentially a conversion rate issue, but that's a that's a completely other conversation. Anytime we have people coming to a page, we want the messaging to match throughout. Mm -hmm. um, and so if we're going to say something is the best uh, the best garlic press, we don't want that to be in the title, which we can't have anyway, but just in this example, and then have the packaging say best for pressing lemons. Mm -hmm. Those are two kind of contradictory claims for people. They might both appeal to the market, but when you see that kind of disconnect, the people who are coming there for the garlic press are actually less likely to convert yeah. at that point. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, so I guess kind of to recap a little bit, like image number one, um, I'm even looking at the, um, the flash giveaway um, that uh, he had did, which looks great. I mean, looks good, but the image in it doesn't really do it justice at all. It's more focused on the package, which to me needs to be fixed than it does the actual product. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing is the way that the that the uh, the giveaway was being done, it wasn't driven to collect emails. It was really um, it was really created for a couple different reasons. He was using Manny Chat. Is it Manny or Manny? Manny, Manny as Chat. in as in more than a few. Right. Okay. Yes. And so he was using that, which is basically a Facebook uh, tool that you can use now for you know messaging and you know direct messaging, DMing, and all that stuff. Um, but it was using that for, for people that interacted with the ad, which that's pretty smart actually. Um, but I would have rather, instead of saying like tag a friend in the comments and win automatically, right? Like we don't want to just give our product away without them actually, uh, you know, giving us their email address or even for them to just, just interact with it. Like that doesn't give us enough drive, enough I, I guess enough uh, of an asset to me personally. Um, I would rather have seen them do something a little bit bigger as far as maybe you include that product with something bigger and then get those same people to opt in with an email address. You can also do a Facebook pixel that we've talked about before and then you can follow up that way. You can still do many chat. You can still do that. You can still do all those things to remind them about the, the contest and stuff. But this one right here, Chris, what do you feel about the contest, the way that it was arranged here to build up an audience in a sense that you could potentially launch this to? So first, Ben, I love you, brother. I love that you're taking action. But Scott, he let us know that he developed a significant email list and Facebook following. Looks like he has 93 likes on that page right now. Yeah. Um, just for reference, guys, 100 people is awesome. 
that to me would not be considered significant. No. <laughs> right? Like, it's a start. And that's fine. Um, so I'm curious how many emails he actually has as well. But mm. when we look at this, we are doing a flash giveaway of the product. This is not something I like doing via a Facebook ad. We've started to test this. And we actually, Scott, this this last week, and we haven't shared this, this last week, I guess, as of recording this, uh, we actually did a Facebook ad to a giveaway recently because Amazon rolled out a recent thing. And, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a podcast at some point. Uh, and we gave a 25% discount. And we were paying about... 250 an email address when everything was said and done, which is, you know, $2.50 per redemption. Here, we don't really know what we're paying mm. because we, we don't know what he did, but we do know, I think he said he got 90, um, 90 people to redeem this. Well, he had 328 people say that they were willing to get something for free mm -hmm. and only 90 people redeemed it. So I, I don't know what the process is on the back end, but if 328 people raised their hand and only 90 people redeemed it, we have a conversion rate issue there as well. And there was probably some hurdles to jump through to actually to actually claim that. But I'm not a huge fan of doing it this way. What I would rather see Ben and anybody else do is do a giveaway to build the email list. Give them the ultimate kitchen starter kit. Right. Right. If, if you're selling a garlic press and what that does is that then allows you to actually talk to them and create value. And what value allows you to do is ask for something in exchange, right? So once we've created some value, once we've given them some tips and tricks on cooking, we can say, hey, look, we're launching the world's best garlic press. And you guys can go get it. And then we don't have to give it away. Mm. We can discount it slightly if we want to, or we don't even have to, right? We, we did a product launch recently where we didn't give anything or we didn't give any discount. We just mentioned it and we sold 20. Right. And so that happens all the time with our email list. Whenever we mention a product, we sell a handful here and there, even if we don't discount it. Right. Even if it's just in the PS or it's mentioned in an article that we share, mm. we sell some because we're driving traffic. We don't need to discount it massively. And in this case, we're giving it away. And I have a feeling we're giving it away specifically in exchange for a review. Right. Which isn't something that we want to do. No. And any time that we can make money back. I would prefer to do that. And that's that's the reason that we give away something big to get those emails. And it's also, it tends to be more shareable, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, because people actually care more about a $300 thing than they care about a $20 thing. Yeah, 100%. I know it sounds it, I, I know it sounds weird to, to put it that simply, but that's true, right? right? They care much more about winning the $300 ultimate cooking kit than they do about getting a free garlic press. Exactly. Especially if they if they have to jump through hurdles to get the free garlic press. Yeah. Yeah, I mean again, I'm you know, we're we're you know, we're we're kind of critiquing, you know, Ben here, but anyone for that matter, but you He's know, definitely not alone and that's the reason that I think it's important to talk about this stuff. De definitely not alone and I also want to just say like, you know, my my hats off to you for taking action and actually doing this stuff because it's a way for us now to say, "Wait a minute here. Whoa, back up. Let's just Let's just do things a little bit differently. First, let's start with a better image. Um, again, I'm looking right at the giveaway that was posted on Facebook, and you know that right there that needs to be improved because I think that your your reach was pretty decent, over fifteen thousand reached, and over three hundred and seventy comments and like almost thirty shares, um, a bunch of likes. So even with it not being the best image, it did okay. I believe you could do even better if you really gave a better image to that market. I think they would do, I think they would, they would uh, really, I think resonate with it more and also want to, uh, want to, you know, basically go in and, and sign up for whatever. Right. But again, like Chris said, I would do it differently. I would run it 
for something that's worth $200, right? Or, you know, $150 in that market, maybe include one of your products alongside of it that makes sense with it. And then just collect email addresses. Also set up your Facebook pixel. So this way here, you're, you're building a custom audience inside of Facebook while you're doing this, whether they opt in or not. And then that way there, you're able to build this email list and then start sending out content. This is a great market to send content to. So you're, you're, you're going to be okay there. You also might want to reach out to influencers in YouTube. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe a blogger, um, that, that talks about this, maybe an Instagram page. There's a lot of different places you could just tap into someone else's audience, but you got to fix that image first. And you got to also maybe the messaging a little bit there as well. Um, because again, this isn't necessarily you that's in the market. You're trying to be that person, but it's not necessarily you. So you got to find someone or you have to just look at other people that are doing okay and model what they're doing. Cause obviously what they're doing is working. Um, and like I said, the person that's selling 500 per month and they only have 20 reviews, they have better images and they have a better listing. You know what I mean? So it, it shows you that they are going to be, uh, you know, or your, your customer or your potential customer is going to be reacting more to an image that resonates with them or, you know, kind of gives them the right image. So one other thing that really popped out here to me, Scott, first, I think the influencers in this space would love this product if it was presented to them correctly. Oh, and yeah. I took a look at Ben's website here and, you know, in, in the example of a garlic press, right? If we're looking at a stainless steel garlic press, one of the things that people hate in like cooking products now is BPA, right? So, you know, our stainless steel product doesn't contain any plastic parts. It's 100% stainless steel, which means it's BPA free, mm. right? That's a huge selling point for people. We're not mentioning, mentioning that anywhere. Sure. Amazon is not necessarily the place to talk about that. Um, but it's still nice to call out, right? But we're not going to have a whole marketing message around that. No. Influencers can really do that. And they would love to do that in this, in this particular market, mm. right? And so say, you know, we have the world's best garlic press. It contains no BPA or whatever, you know, whatever other chemicals it's made from stainless steel so that you don't get the flavors of other foods and ex have the influencers explain why that's important to their market. The market would eat this up, right? Th this product is a good product. We just have a couple small issues that we need to fix. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. It's one of the reasons I love watching like the profit and shark tank, right? Cause you get to see all these entrepreneurs who are taking action and they're doing everything that they think they need to do. And then you can just come in and you can look at it and you can say, well, okay, here's where we went wrong, right? Here's where we went wrong on this. And we have the ability to do that because we're not in the business mm -hmm. in this particular one. I can tell you right now that if somebody took a look at some of our listings, they would probably have some of the same critiques, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we're constantly in there testing all of this different stuff. And that's what we need to be doing here. We need to be making these small changes and that's really what's going to make make or break it for this product. I think the demand is there just to kind of sum everything up. I think yeah. the demand is there. What we need to do is we need to focus on getting eyes on the page, right? So we need to tweak that listing, get, you know, clean up that title, make sure our keywords are right there for, for where the demand is in the market. The second thing we need to do, fix those images so that we can actually draw people into the listing and then turn up PPC. If we want to also ramp up some external traffic now that Amazon has rolled out some cool new features there and we want to work with some influencers and we really want to launch this. And this is the other thing, Scott, that we didn't talk about. If we're only selling a handful of these a day, we're not going to rank on page one for that main keyword. Hmm. Right. We we need to 
really ramp up those sales. And just, just with what I'm looking at here, we need to like triple those. Mm, yeah, absolutely. We might come in towards the very bottom of page one if we're selling five or six a day, but we really need to be selling 10 or more in this market to do that. And so, you know, turn up PPC by all means, but reach out to some of those influencers or tweak your Facebook ad, right? And, and do the giveaway, send an email to that list so that you can actually start to drive some of that traffic. And if we can drive that traffic for even just three or four or five days, and we can get some conversions, we can get to that 10 or 15 sales a day mark. That's when the organic sales in this market, I think will really start to take over. But PPC, I think is a critical portion of that upfront for this market. Yeah, I I think it is. And I think a great validation piece for, for Ben or anyone in this situation is fix the image, fix your listing, turn up pay-per-click. If you start to see some sales, you know, you're on the right track because all we're doing then is we're getting eyeballs, right? And if we get the eyeballs, you know, for the people that are searching for this particular product, then we know we're on the right track. Once that's kind of dialed in, then your external stuff will be even more dialed in because now we've kind of tested it with real eyeballs. We've done it quickly. Um, and then we can go ahead and see what that has done. If it, if it hasn't, or maybe it's, it's bumped it a little bit, but not as much as you thought, maybe you tweak it again. Maybe you add a different image. You never know what image will be the one that might be the one that will, you know, make it right. But for me, it's definitely looking at the image. That's like the number one thing that I seen that I was like, no, not in this market. And it's very, there's very easy to model the other ones there and kind of how they're doing it. Um, so I would definitely look at that. The other thing is the last thing that I would say is too, is, you know, some of the competitors are offering, uh, not just, uh, I don't want to say like, uh, uh, variations, but they're adding a, a different twist to it could be quantity. It could be length. It could be, um, you know, how many come in a pack. It could be any of that stuff that will, again, make them stand out that you might not be doing. So you have to, again, when someone's shopping, they're going to be comparing those. Okay. In my case, when I was looking for a box drum the other night, I was looking for the size and I was looking for a tone of the wood. Right. So again, that comes into if you have something that is pattern driven or, you know, like in my case, it kind of was, I wanted a wood grain look. I didn't want it to be a solid black or a solid, you know, uh, mahogany. I wanted it to be a wood grain. Right. So I, then I'm not even looking at the other ones now. I'm just looking at that stuff. So again, look at what the top sellers are doing. Try to model a little bit of what they're doing. So this way here, you're, when someone's shopping, they're comparing apples to apples. Um, so that's what I would say. So I know Chris, we just went on a little bit of a long wrap up rant there, but, um, I would say just go back, even listen to this again, if you have to make notes, but I would start there. And then from there, the last question that I would ask myself is, is this a brand that you are building or is it a one-off product? And if that's the case, it's fine for right now, but I would say, start to look at a market that you can build a brand in and at least roll out three to five products. And again, that's something we talk a lot about in our new product discovery bootcamp. If you guys have not heard about that, well, it's because it's brand new and we're just wrapping up our first class right now. And depending on when you listen to this, it probably will be available to the public. So you can always go check out productdiscoverybootcamp.com for more details. And that is where we really dive into market research, finding your niche and, uh, and finding sub markets and low competition products. 
And to me, if you can do that, it's going to be a lot easier. In this case, I think you can do that because you found a really great market, but you got to find a way to get yourself a little bit niched down further and also find three to five products that can support that market. Um, so that's what I got. Anything else left, Chris, before we wrap this up? I think the biggest thing that I just want to recap here, Scott, is let's try not to reinvent the wheel, right? Yeah. yeah. We, we, we do want a better mousetrap, but we don't want to not market it as a mousetrap, <laughs> right? Like right. we want everybody to know that it's a mousetrap, just that it's a better mousetrap. And anytime that we can take a look at what, at what is working and model it, not steal it, not rip right. it off directly, but right. model it, that would be where I would start. Scott, you and I have talked in the past about let's start these listings with our best guess mm. in terms of photos, in terms of copy, in terms of the title, in terms of keywords, and then let the data tell us if we're wrong. The best, the way we make that best guess is by modeling what's working, mm. right? If you look at successful people, most successful people model what works and then put their own spin on it. That's what we want to do here. We don't want to necessarily reinvent the wheel, A, in terms of product, right? We like to find products that are already selling, but B, in terms of the listing and what the market has shown to support, right? If we look at the top sellers and they're shooting their photos a certain way, that's how I would start. If they're writing their title a certain way, that's how I would start. Because even though it may not be perfect, it's the best guess that we can make up front. Does that make sense? It does. It makes total sense. And again, don't overcomplicate things. You know, break it down, especially when you're now up and running. You can do this stuff. And that's what I love about you know, Ben sharing this is he's actually done something. So now it's real easy to go back and kind of start picking things apart in a sense and asking questions. Why isn't this happening? Why am I only getting 15 uh, sessions? Well, let's, let's talk about it. You know why I'm ranking, but I'm not getting anybody to my listing. Why? Well, let's look at the image. Like, so we can reverse engineer kind of what's happening and what's going wrong, but we can do that because we have something that's up and live. All right. So really important that you guys understand that. And also just to note that as you're going through this process, you're learning, right? You're learning through this process. And when you decide to maybe pivot and go into another market, you'll have all of this to really work with. And that's what I love about this. So there's no failure here. And whether you, you run with this product and you make it a, you know, a success or you make it a brand, that's great. But just understand that while you're going through this process, you're learning, you're building up your education, your skill set, and you'll be a lot better in the future. All right. So Chris, are we ready to wrap this up? I think we are. Let's remind people about the show notes. If you guys want to download the show notes, the transcripts to this episode, which is a good one, by the way, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 488, and you can get all of the transcripts, the links, the notes, all of that stuff will be there for you. And uh, yeah, just again, just remember, you know, don't overcomplicate this stuff, but you have to get started in order to even have a result at all. So uh, just get out there and do something. All right. And then I'll remind you guys one more time, our productdiscoverybootcamp.com should be live really soon. If it isn't already head over to productdiscoverybootcamp.com and check that out, get all the details there. We'd love to have you inside where we really dive really deep into this entire process. All right. So that's going to wrap it up guys. I want to remind you one last time and I'm going to do this with Chris. Chris, are you going to be ready for this? Uh, probably not, but let's do it. All right, guys. <laughs> Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Chris is going to say it with me today. On the count of three. One, two, three. Take, Take action. action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.